So what's your name and when, where, and how old were you when you were adopted? I know that's a lot of questions, but I can reiterate if you need. Of course. Okay, so my name in uh, Dutch is Nikvi Hoogland, and I'm from the Netherlands. Um, and my Chinese name, my Chinese given name is Lifang Chen, or Chen Lifang in uh, Mandarin. Um, and I also got an orphanage name, and that's <laughs> difficult to pronounce, so I'm just okay. going to spell it. It's uh, N-Y-C-U-Y. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. well, very difficult. I tried it, and there was a bus driver when I was like 10 years old, and we showed him the picture of my orphanage name, and he said, hmm, that's nice. And then I said, okay, <laughs> Wait, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> is it in like Cantonese or something? No, it's, it's supposedly like um, Mandarin because I'm from Iwu and that's uh, still the um, Mandarin state or area. I've never heard of a name like that. Me neither. I know the name Ni, that's very common in Iwu to give to the orphanage uh, children. But the other name, I'm like, please help. <laughs> I don't even know what to say or how to say it. <laughs> when were you adopted and how old were you? Okay, so I was, um, I, I'm not sure if you want to dig in already, but from experience, because I already um, found my biological family, I know that I, I was um, born on the 20, 25th of August in 1994. And I was brought to a woman who should take care of me in China. And that was like, I think a few minutes probably after I was born. But then when I was with that woman, something happened in between like two three weeks um, she got caught probably and then she had to turn over turn me over to the orphanage or to the police i'm not sure yet which one but then i was found at the steps of the orphanage in iwu around the 12th of september 1994 and then i was in the orphanage for a while and i got adopted at um, may 1995 <laughs> Did you celebrate your birthday on a different day beforehand? No, I did. I, I, um, it wasn't on purpose, actually. It's, it was just, um, it just happened. Like I had a family for, I had a birthday with my family. I had a birthday with my bigger family, like the, we call it gezin in the, in the Netherlands, like the specific part of the family and, and the bigger part of the family. And I also celebrated with friends. So I have like three parties already and, that was more than enough for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I always wondered, by the way, if I was born at 25th of August, I once wondered like, hmm, maybe I was born after. And then people were like, no, of course you're not. Because otherwise you wouldn't have been born. And well, that's pretty funny <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> um, so on your Instagram page, you yeah. mentioned that you wondered if you looked like your birth parents and wanted to yes. know your roots. Was that like the biggest factor when you decided to search or was there like other factors that went into you wanting to search? Yeah. So I'm just going to explain it like the honesty, um, like, like it is. Um, so in 2015, my, uh, my adoption mother uh, got spread at cancer. Um, and in 2018, it was... It, it went really bad. So she lived a while with it, but it went really bad. And then in the fall of 2018, I thought, okay, 
I wish I had more family because I feel very lonely, you know? And um, I wish I, I'd known more about my own genetic stuff like sickness and, um, well, I want to have a baby later on. So I just want to know how is the pregnancy uh, for her and how is that going to be for me? Uh, I just wanted experience from, you know, your biological parents. I always say like, I wasn't ready to search already in 2019 in the um, in spring or in the beginning of the year. But I was ready to be found again. Like I wanted to put myself on a place where they could find me years later, right? I was like, this is going to be like four years or five years and maybe never that they are going to find me. But it happened. It happened so soon. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, it really was insane. That was so quick. <laughs> um, yeah. So you posted a picture of you and some other girls from your adoption group. And then yes. you later talked about that you met um, a boy who was also Asian. I was wondering, were there any other Chinese adoptees or at least like Asians broadly like around when you were growing up? Oh, when I was growing up, well, I can say in Neuerstenberg, that's my, um, not my birthplace, of course, but my uh, upbringing place. I'm still living here now. Uh, it was very white. So no, there was no Chinese person anywhere. Um, on my high school, there was one girl, but she was so, I'm not going to say so Chinese, but she was so not Dutch. <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't connect with her because I was already so against being Chinese because of my bully history. So I don't, I didn't want any connection with her anyway. And um, there was also a Chinese guy and I still have contact with him. That's not the same guy in my posts, but he, his name is Tom. And he lives in uh, Hilversum, very nearby here. So uh, we still have contact sometimes. That's very nice. Because in the early days, I didn't want to talk to him at all. But now I do. Yeah. Um, so you later talked about feeling discriminated against and feeling outcast. Yeah. So what was it like when you like got that picture of your mom? Um, because you talked about how she looked so much like you. So what was mm -hmm. that feeling like when you got that picture of someone who looked like almost exactly like you? Um, I, I wouldn't particularly say that I have a, I don't see a, a big part of a correlation between my discrimination and my seeing my mother okay. because I already was um, very more at ease in 2019 when it comes to bullying. Like when people say like uh, Babi Pangong or uh, Nihao or stuff, I was like, okay, that's just your thing probably. And you will probably say anything if I have red hair or if I'm tall or if I have a very big uh, pimple on my nose. Um, so I just, I, I, I laid discrimination way more on other people, but I did have a, had a feeling when I saw my mother, it was actually very funny because I thought that my dad said, this is your older sister. So I pronounced to everyone on my colleagues and my friends and my boyfriend, like, look, I have a picture of my older sister. And everyone was like, how old is she? And I was like, 28. And they're like, 28? She looks a little bit older. <laughs> but then we found out this is my mother. And I was like, whoa, she's very young. She looks so young then. And um, yeah. I mean, that's a, I guess that's a good thing for you. That's a good, uh, how you say it in English? Pro prosperity? Prospective? Perspective? Vooruitzicht. So. I'm just going to say it in Dutch then. <laughs> <laughs> People can translate it on their phone. Right. What did it feel like to get that message from 
Kathy, the person you talked about on your Instagram page, about your potential birth parents. Mm. That was a day, I, I remember that day exactly. It was the 2nd of April. Um, it was my mother-in-law, her birthday. So we were sitting on the couch watching the movie Robin Hood. <laughs> and I got that message and I was like, I don't want to deal with this right now. I just have to throw it away. So I threw away my phone on the couch. I was like, no, I can't handle this right now. But then a few, I think half an hour later, I was like, okay, I need to check it because I can't handle the not knowing. I need to know. I want, I'm very curious. And um, I, I checked it out. So that was so weird. I, I, I felt so weird. What do you mean by like weird? like excited were you nervous just lots of emotions <laughs> i thought this couldn't be this is a joke this is fake this is fake news as uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i thought this 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 can't be it this can't be um what so many so many people talk about like it's such a I was told when I was um, little already, like there is a slim, very slim chance you will find your parents because it's such a big country. We don't know anything about you, like um, no papers, no, no, no finding place exactly like in front of the orphanage. Well, that's not an exact finding place. Um, and I never would have imagined it would, it would happen. And, I never would have imagined it would have happened so fast. So I had no time to process it. So I, I was not, I was not filled with joy. I was not um, disappointed. I, I just, it was weird. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great way of describing it. <laughs> um, so flash forward, the video of you meeting your birth parents mm -hmm. is so beautiful. Okay. I, I ended up showing it to my mom and she started like sobbing. <laughs> I just was wondering what was it like meeting them for the first time? Like the video was so amazing because like you could see the emotions mm -hmm. like, in your faces, but I was wondering like what was going through your head at the time? Yeah. So do you want the uh, elaborate story or just a small version of after the gate? <laughs> Whichever you feel like talking about. Okay. So we have this program in the Netherlands that's called Sporlos. It's about children who lost their parents or uh, were abandoned by their parents and are going to have a reunited thingy. Um, and it's always, my mother always looked at that programs like, oh, hugs and tears and everything is so beautiful and sparkle. And um, <laughs> we thought we're going, well, my dad here in Holland can't travel. So we thought we will offer him a very nice video of how I met them and just keep that as a memory and stuff. So we, um, we brought a GoPro camera, but the GoPro camera was, it was such a, it was a hell because that thing kept spinning around when we uh, uh, were landed at the Shanghai airport. And my parents, uh, my whole family was behind the gate. Like when you know, um, you know, they are yeah. so close, but so it's far. so, yeah. And I had, I had nerves. I had a lot of nerves, but then again, I was full of, excitement of meeting them like what's going to happen and you have well not you but i had no clue like um will i kiss them will i hug them will i want to touch them do i want to keep a distance um i had no idea i just is it a sponge 
like uh, where you soak the yeah. yeah. So I just had to feel like a sponge, like the, the emotions would come to me, and I will soak them in. Yeah. And then um, I came through the gate. I heard a voice saying "sister," but then all kinds of Chinese people. So I had no idea where to look, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, where I have to go?" And then I saw a white man, not a white man, but a man with white clothes. I saw him waiting, like hello and i was like okay and then i walked to him and you see me in the video like very nervous at that because i had no idea but then again i felt so um drawn to him because he is such a beautiful person he has a warm character he he, he showed me his compassion he showed me that uh, in the wechat chat wechat chat yeah. he showed me like if you're not my daughter you can still come over I will still see you as my family. So I knew he was a very warm and open person. So I just, I, I wanted to hug him because why not? Right. And yeah. um, I did. <laughs> I had a different connection with my mom. You can see that on the video too. But then I, I, I did want to hold my dad very close and I wanted to um, look the cat out of the tree, as we say in Dutch, uh, just like, from a distance like I, I know it's my mother and I know we look very similar but that's um that's that's just different I, yeah. I, I, I noticed it was different I thought it was so sweet because in the video it shows him like standing there and mm -hmm. he like goes to walk forward but there's like a line there so the right they back up I was like laughing and like I know at the same time <laughs> like that was so beautiful that guard had no idea what happened there he was like I'm not sure what's going to, what do I have to do? What? <laughs> you have like biological siblings now. What is that like? So I'm an only child in the Netherlands. Um, so I was brought up with no people around me, like nothing to share. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I knew beforehand, before I came over that I had a, a older sister, little brother, little sister. And my little brother is like, almost the same as I am very cheeky very kind very very loving person not that I'm saying I'm a loving person of course <laughs> but like for a, for a person he is very kind and yeah. I think I consider myself as a kind person so we connected right away and I want I wanted to have hug him too and my sister and I had a little bit of a distance I think also because of uh, she was in the family at first and then she had to say goodbye to me I'm not sure if she had to say it directly, like she saw me, but she had to say goodbye to a younger sister. And I think that's, I wouldn't even wanted to imagine what yeah. I would feel if I had to say goodbye to a younger sister. That would um, pain me so much. On a somewhat lighter note, I was wondering, are you able to communicate with them? Like, do they speak English? Do you, no, they don't speak English. They don't speak English at all. Um, my brother tries sometimes but i'm not sure what he's saying <laughs> sometimes um so yeah i just need to keep up on my own mandarin and there is an amazing translate function on wechat that's helping me through a lot but then again there's sometimes words in between and i'm like yeah that's not what's what's said i, I know for <laughs> sure that's not what uh, what you're about to say yeah no they don't speak english and i don't think I, I think there are two factors, uh, uh, three factors. Do you say factors? Like, yeah. Yeah, three factors that are, uh, when you talk about my mom and I in communications that are very um, different. Like, of course, the language, that's uh, logical. 
but then again also the culture like um she is very oh i don't know the word in english is it like distant timid t- timid like um okay yeah when i go like this woo, she goes like okay you know like yeah. that's the same response for both of the situations so yeah. um she is very timid and and that's a cultural thing that women have to be very timid not smiling a lot not, not express express their emotions a lot and also not the men but definitely the woman have to be like well the housewives yeah. to say uh, very anti-feminist um and the third thing is i think her uh, lack of words like my my dad is very smart I think my mom is smart too, but she has no words for it. She is a little bit of a analphabetic. I'm not sure if that's the same word in English. Uh, she can't write very well. She can't yeah. speak very well. She she finds it very difficult to find words. Oh, expressive. Yeah, like um, not knowing the vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's you, difficult too. Yeah. Did you bring a translator when you went? No. We wanted to, but then we saw the prices of those, uh, I wanted to say things, but I mean people, the price of those people, and that's, um, that's, that, that was too high for us. So you used like a translator on your phone the entire time? No, my dad actually bought a, my, my biological dad bought a uh, device that you can click, and then it goes like, and then you say something, and then it translates automatically in the language. Wow. That's cool. Amazing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what is your current relationship with your birth family? All right. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, of course, during Corona, we had a lot of concern for each other. Like first, of course, in China. And then of course, in the Netherlands, um, my brother was constantly like saying, why aren't you wearing a mask? Why aren't you wearing a mask? And I'm like, well, in the Netherlands, it's just not used to wear a mask. And, um, now it is. So he, he was right. And I was wrong. <laughs> and uh, I have to hear that uh, for whole, for entire of my life. Um, but yeah, we talk about Corona. We talked about Corona and now we just talk about normal things. I think I have uh, three times a week contact with my dad, uh, maybe more. And I have a lot of contact with him about other children who are adopted. And when I have like a poster and I only do it with close friends because otherwise I have to send like a million posters to him. And I only do it when it's nearby our own province, like uh, Zhejiang and you have like uh, Jiangsu and uh, Wenzhou and Angzhou. So I just do it with the people I know for a while now and with places that are close uh, to share things and he shares them with other groups. So that's very beautiful. My final question for you is, do you have any piece of advice for adoptees who are still searching? Many many advices um yeah so if you're from the netherlands you can always visit our coming upcoming site adopsipedia.nl and if you're from uh, another country where english is the common language there are many facebook groups who will help you who will get you through the search if it's the search of about yourself or if it's the search about your parents it, it doesn't matter. There are a lot of people who are like you. Uh, there are a lot of people who experience things not exactly the same, but probably uh, near the same. And I also want to mention, if that's okay by you, and you can cut it if you want, but I met someone 
and she's from America and she has actually endured almost the same things as I have. So that's insane because who is adopted from Iru, only child, lost her mother, like that stuff, that's, that's insane. So I just want to say don't, not don't, but uh, please try to not feel lonely because there's definitely someone who can uh, offer a listening ear or who can offer maybe a distance cuddle, a digital cuddle. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a search for everyone and don't mind it if you don't feel bothered if you don't want to search. Like that's completely normal too. And if you want to just check out my Instagram, send me a DM and I will help you as much as I can. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. And thank you for talking with me today. Of course.